Welcome, Padawans, to the Wannabe Jedi Podcast. My name is Josh. And I'm Matt. And today we are talking about Bo-Katan, or Bo-Katan. <laughs> Remember, Matt, when, yes. I, when I said Bo- oh. Bo-Katan? <laughs> Bo-Katan. Yes, we, we are talking about the infamous Mandalorian. I want to flag this now for all the listeners out there, all the Padawans, there will be spoilers for Mando Season 2. Yes. There we are. We will be talking spoilers. So if you want to avoid that, you should pause this podcast and come back to it post seeing season two of The Mandalorian. Yes, that is our that is our warning. We've we've said it loud and clear. And anything after this, that is that is officially your fault. <laughs> I guess is the best <laughs> way to put it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Another thing that we want to say is happy holidays to everyone out there. Whatever holiday you are celebrating, we're happy that you chose to listen to our podcast during this time. Yes, thank you. And have a happy holidays and a happy new year. Well, Josh, we're going to have an episode before the new year oh, that we can uh, we uh, can address the, the new year for. You <laughs> that, know. That's true. Spo- spoilers, spoilers. Spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> spoilers. Okay. We did warn about the spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little, uh, I don't know. My break has been going pretty quick, but I'm going to have a lot of fun, so. That's good. We did. Yeah, we played some Battlefront yesterday, which was really fun. I I joined at the end. That was it was still fun. It was it was interesting. We decided to change things up instead of doing normal like teams like we normally do because our teams are pretty balanced. So that way, Josh and I always have to be on the opposite team because I'd say we're probably about equal skill level. I agree. So we we always have to be on opposite teams, but we did randomized teams, and there was just some very un, unbalanced matches where. I actually don't think I lost a single game that entire night because the teams were pretty unbalanced in my favor, mm-hmm. which I was happy about, but I don't think I don't think others were. I was thinking, yeah, like we played Utapau, and you were on my team for that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because Ricky was on the other team. But <laughs> I thought it was fun. I want to I wanna schedule another game night. Yeah, we'll have to maybe – we'll, maybe we'll do the, the new Battlefront 2 for, for funsies. Yes, uh, our, our friend has a – a name for that game, which I don't know if we should say, but <laughs> I, I think we leave it out. Yes, we'll leave it to the imagination. Yeah, leave it to the imagination. <laughs> but let's get into Bo Katan. Yep. So Bo Katan and where do you want to say her last name? Bo Katan Kreis. 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 Yes. Kreis. You were close. Uh, okay. Bo Katan Kreis. So I yes. did look up at the end of the last episode, I did say that. There was some pronunciations differentiating between the Clone Wars and the Mandalorian season two. And I did look it up, and it is Kreez, but everybody calls her sister Satine Cries. So it's like very, it's very different. I mean, I mean, people probably won't get mad if you say it either way, because I guess. I mean, Star Wars fans are Star Wars fans. You know, Someone's okay. going to get mad about it. <laughs> You're not wrong. But we w- we won't be mad about it. You no. can pronounce it however you want. I mean, I, I've heard on numerous occasions that people say Satine cries. Bo-Katan and, and Satine are sisters, so. Yeah. One way or another, yeah, you're going to say. <laughs> I guess from The Mandalorian, they do say Kreese, so mm-hmm. I guess that, that is I think I think that that's going to be the way to uh, pronounce it this from here on way. out. Uh, this is the way. So one of my first notes is that she is the leader of the Night Owls and a lieutenant in Death Watch. Yes. And that already conflicts with what we saw in The Mandalorian. Because 
she she talks about how which granted mando was part of death watch and and the kind of cult part of it with the not taking off the helmet Mm -hmm. but she was also a part of it and instead of being like understanding to that fact she kind of was just like yeah you're part of a cult well she was a part of it so like i mean she was a part of it so maybe she was just being blunt and trying to be like you don't need to follow this we don't follow it maybe maybe that was her way around it but it just felt kind of weird with how highly ranked into Death Watch she was. I mean, we see Death Watch in the Clone Wars still take out their helmets. So something post maybe the rule of, of Maul was yeah. what impacted their their beliefs or something. I, again, we talked about that kind of in the Sabine. Maybe it was the being targeted by the Empire, so they wanted to be able to disguise if they need to, and they could just... But then again, why wouldn't they want... Yeah, it, it's, it's a weird... Again, it could be like a different sect of yeah, Death the Watch. Death Watch, yeah, which it is. It's the the Children of the Watch. So, well, technically, is that a different sect or is that actually Death Watch? <laughs> she is part of Death Watch, so maybe Mando isn't actually a part of Death Watch, but he's part of a different sect. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm trying to say. She, as Josh highlighted, Bo-Katan had a sister named Satine, who was the Duchess of Mandalore during most of the Clone Wars, up until the very end where maul executes her in front of obi-wan yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, my heart hurt <laughs> <laughs> that's fair i think i think everyone's heart hurt a little bit on that one what, what's interesting is that her sister is so focused on being a pacifist and, and saying we don't need war anymore yeah we, we don't need to do this and then you have her sister bokatan or bokatan who wants to reignite that strong mandalore presence uh, and and use of of war and, and kind of that ruling that kind of harsh ruling so it's very interesting to see how their family dynamic shifted yeah it's interesting to see her arc over the clone wars then the season finale of the clone wars and then we see in rebels a little bit and then we see in mandalorian which we see like this whole I don't know. I guess like a, it's a, it's a, it's a great arc. It's just, I think they're also gonna have to elaborate on what happened post Rebels per se or, or pre Mandalorian because of the Night of a Thousand Tears or whatever and the the fall of Mandalore. So and how she lost the dark which we'll get to, right, Matt? Yeah, yeah. It's it's very interesting. Before before we get to that, I wanted to just highlight how. When she joined Death Watch, she served under Pre Vizsla, who is the original owner of the, well, not the original, but the current owner of the Darksaber at that point. And she actually fought Ahsoka Tano, which is weird because she sent, well, not weird, but it's just kind of funny to see how Ahsoka and her squared off. And then now they're, she's willing to say, hey, let Ahsoka know it's for, like, you're, you're with me, like, you're cool. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting to see that that growth. Yeah, Bo-Katan and Ahsoka had like an interesting relationship because, I mean, we see at the end of the Clone Wars season finale that Ahsoka helped her defeat Maul pretty much. And, and I think there was some kind of admiration between them for like their just how they survive. Do you see what I'm saying, Matt? Yeah, it's very interesting. It's also kind of weird to think that 
her sister would be a, a part of the very thing that Satine sought to destroy. Like, she wanted to take down Death Watch, and her sister's part of it. Mm-hmm. It's a very weird dynamic, because when her, her sister dies, instead of... You know, like, how, like, when someone dies, they, like, try to carry out that person's mission, or they, they want to... Like, this is what someone would want. She doesn't do that no. at all. She denounces... She, she straight up denounces the pa- uh, pacifistic methods back in the takeover of Mando or Mandalore when, when Death Watch, when, when Maul and Bo-Katan team up. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very weird. I mean, obviously she betrays Maul. Maul, Maul when, once he becomes, he takes over from Previsla. Yes. Because that's not the, the Mandalorian way. Correct, correct. I mean, technically, Maul did beat him in battle, so technically, Maul was the rightful heir. But his methods weren't great. True. At the same time, it was it was it was right for her to leave when Maul, because Maul killed her sister, and then was trying to take over Mandalore. And I guess there's, even though Maul beat Previsla fair and square, she still wanted some kind of not revenge but you know justice to get for her sister maybe like I, th- I think there's some kind of background feeling even though it's not prominent or present that we can like see straightforward in the clone wars i think there's something in the behind the scenes that we kind of just know yeah i agree and and so then fast forwarding to the actual siege of mandalore where we see Bo and ahsoka team up to Bo obviously taking care of the prime minister of mandalore the puppet of maul and then Ahsoka defeating Maul with Bo and Ursa Wren. Who is Sabine's which, mom. Yep, escorting Maul to uh, Republic control. Yes. And and that's the last we kind of see of Bo. We see, obviously, she's she knows Wren, so it, we're going to get to that in a second. And, and Ahsoka and Bo kind of mend their friendship. Yeah. Like I said, they have some kind of admiration for each other. Yeah, it's an it's like a an admiration of doing what they have to for the greater good. Yeah, even though like the greater good is fighting in a war. I mean, they understand that it it'll lead to peace. So then we we fast forward to rebels. <gasps> da, 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 da. Yeah, my favorite. Yeah, I I feel like at this point I don't need to keep saying that it's my favorite, but I keep wanting to say it's my favorite. It is very good. <laughs> I started rewatching it, Josh. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I started rewatching it last night. I was having trouble falling asleep, and it just you didn't put I, on episode I, four. No, I didn't. I didn't. I haven't watched episode. <laughs> okay, listener out there, this this might come as a shock to you, but I don't think I've watched episode four in two months. Oh my god. Where's your what? Where's Where's Beth? Where's Beth? <laughs> Beth, is he I, okay? I, <laughs> it, it's quarantine. It's really getting to me at this point. <laughs> Slight side note: I I don't know if there will be a show, a Star Wars show out there that will 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 get to me like Rebels did, ever again. I I really don't know. Yeah, you don't like the Kenobi series. But other people think it's going to be a bigger hit than The Mandalorian. I'll tell you that. Hey, I'm looking forward to watching it and talking about it with you. I, I feel like 
we can safely announce that we will be doing oh, Kenobi specials. hundred percent. I, I feel like that's pretty safe to say. It's it's only six episodes. What six episodes in an hour long? Six each? episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So not bad. I think it, it'll be. Uh, I just don't think that it'll hit the same as Rebels did for me. Uh, and that's also because it pretty much was completely expanding the universe. Oh yeah. Almost. Almost. Anyhow, predominantly back. Predominantly, pre- predominantly, yeah. Back to Bo. So we see that obviously we get to the Sabine arc, and that's where you have Clan Wren versus the Clan Saxon, and the 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 kind of the second Mandalorian civil war begin, and that's when Clan Krees and Clan Wren were able to team up, and at that point Sabine did obtain the dark saber. Mm-hmm. And here is my one of my biggest issues with the Mandalorian, and I'm going to talk about it again. Yes. <laughs> is the fact that Sabine presented the Darksaber to Ren. Yes. It wasn't one in combat like the Mandalorian highlights. It was just presented. And there's people out there saying, well, she knew the clan Ren, that because the leader of death watch she was the next in line to receive it kind of business so it makes sense why she would be able to have it back because sabine only found it so she didn't win in com all these things you're all wrong you're and, and that's, bull- <laughs> that's bull- <laughs> you're gonna have to bleep that out but that I is know. because mando was part of death watch yeah and Bo was part of death watch so what's stopping that from they know each other they trust each other. They were on missions together. They had each other's back. What is stopping her from picking it up and saying, okay, I'll take it again? Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Well, I was watching a TikTok. You ready for this, Matt? Oh, oh. TikTok? Did, did you say to follow the Wannabe Jedi podcast on TikTok? <laughs> yes. Is that what you said? <laughs> Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> so I was watching a TikTok. I don't remember the user account, but I'd love to give him credit. But, but he talked about that it's actually... Sabine didn't own the dark saber. Bo-Katan doesn't own the dark saber. Din Djarin doesn't it's own the Vizsla. Mantor. No, 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 no. It's not even. Pre Vizsla lost to Maul, and who did Maul lose to? After he. Oh my god! Came... Oh my god! <laughs> it's Ahsoka. Before that, right? Before that, you're you're close. I mean, yes, it could, it could definitely be. I was thinking, okay, what about Ahsoka defeat of Maul? What about Obi Wan on Sansa Tatooine? And his final death. That does that, does that lead anything with the dark saber? But no, before that, who does not kill Maul, but Maul surrenders to him. Think of the epic fight where his brother Savage dies. Who kills Savage? I don't remember. I'm not gonna lie. I don't remember. Pal- Palpatine. I'm, I'm really blanking on this. Palpatine. Is it Palpatine? Palpatine kills Savage. It's always Palpatine. It's always, so Palpatine actually <laughs> should technically own the rights to Mandalore as well as the Darksaber. Oh my gosh. Well, so then what happens... Well, and then with pa- with Palpatine being defeated by Anakin, so then Anakin is technically... That, yeah, and then I guess Luke... Well, okay, he... he no-, no, Luke didn't defeat him. He burned him. <laughs> okay, so, so basically what I'm trying to say, and, and Josh, I think you agree with me, is that made no sense in our opinion. No. 
it was it seems like it was supposed to add like drama like that could be it could be square off this challenge between Din Djarin and Bo but that also doesn't feel like Bo's personality so it was just a really weird mix and obviously we're going off of before the fall of the empire is when the last we've seen Bo so there could be experiences along the way how she lost the dark saber could have really changed her personality and, and made her feel this way so like i i'm it just doesn't add up with what we've seen um and it, it's my it's my biggest gripe but she told mando that oh yeah you could take off our helmet it's you know it's not extreme and then she's trying to be in that way and that's where you know what we yeah. talked about in our last episode with the the rescue review that you know she, that's something to lead into season three potentially so to my belief again i talk about this in the last episode but I think that was the only way they can transition something into season three. Yeah. So that's where, where where my head was going. But at the same time, yeah, technically, she should have just taken it. It they'll probably be since you know everybody who's been a Rebels fan, a Clone Wars fan knows about the situation with Sabine giving Bo-Katan the the dark saber. There's a big community uprising, I guess, against it. So you know when they're writing season three. They'll probably retcon whatever they said in season two. Well, they're already. I believe that they're starting filming here soon for it. So it, it based off of when we last saw it. Yeah, I mean, I'm just happy they have Katie Sackhoff in the Mandalorian yes. as Bo-Katan, as well as she's the original voice of Bo-Katan, and she's like Nate yeah. said in our past episodes that she is a spectacular the right actress person for the job. and yeah, right person for the job. So. I, I'm I'm happy about that. They portrayed her. I love awesome. I love the transition. Yeah, yeah. I love the transition from animation to to live action. I thought it felt seamless. Her mannerisms. I mean, obviously they they have the exact same person who you know voiced her to also play her in live action. Mannerisms looked great. It was very believable. the The only thing that irks me was just kind of her behavior in that last episode yeah um it felt very forced in my opinion forced get it (laughs) it's always the force (laughs) (laughs) the force yes we (laughs) we missed a couple episodes we've we've hit our two major points of this podcast is the force works and it was always palpatine Palpatine. (laughs) we're good with this episode (laughs) okay we're ending it right now (laughs) cut to cut to music just kidding oh that's hilarious as we mentioned earlier she is the leader of the night owls mm-hmm. um, so i looked that up a little bit just to just to see who was like a part of it yeah it's like an all-female team predominantly i mean as we see in mandalorian there was one guy with with them but i think it's predominantly female led and that's spectacular i think it i, I think it's always female led i mean granted it was so how it worked was the night owls like were they joined up with death watch and then after maul killed pre the night owls split and they became so death watch stayed with maul which is why maybe bo-katan doesn't fully trust mando so so night owls split from death watch and, and didn't follow maul while the rest of death watch did mm-hmm. so i think that's kind of where where we see the big potential hesitation with the taking the dark saber from mando but at the same time wouldn't she want to take that 
dark saber so it doesn't become death watch again and you know the the remnants of maul doesn't like live on yeah i i think so that's what i would i i would imagine i mean granted there apparently there's traditions that you have to follow and there's other traditions you don't which is very confusing <laughs> yes yeah, Sabine did not kill the one guy anyone uh, yeah she didn't kill, she didn't kill anyone she didn't kill anybody with the dark saber she took it yeah. from from your favorite place yeah but yeah she took it from uh the the, the night sisters and which is Dathomir. pretty cool that they incorporate it Dath- yeah Dathomir. Dath- they yeah so she took it from Dathomir, and very interesting that we kind of in in rebels i was like oh she's gonna become like the leader of mandalore like this will this will be interesting and then she passes off to to bow yes i mean i'm i'm glad that sabine passed it off to bow because i mean kind of family i'd like to see sabine lead but i don't think sabine was was stable enough because i mean she she was a rebel rebel at heart she was also like she's like a kid you know I, i don't think that she was prepared to properly help out all of her fellow Mandalorians. Yeah. I, I want to say, let's take a moment to recognize the, the part in Rebels when Sabine hands off the, the lightsaber and she accepts it. And all the other clans are there. Rally. Yeah, and rally with her. So I just got to say, that's like a beautiful moment. And re-watching it, that is one of my favorite moments that for Bo-Katan and in Rebels. Oh, I think that that was huge for her, too. Or huge for the show because, again, the show was around family and and like rebuilding and resisting the empire. So as we've already you know seen through the Clone Wars and just from other literature, that Mandalore basically was always warring with themselves mm-hmm. and the various clans. And so to have all the clans come together, accept the leadership, it's very interesting. Except for the Imperial. Except for the Imperials, but like they're they're imps. Yes. So, so I gotta ask, how do you think? Do you, do you think we'll see how Bo lost the dark saber to Gideon, or do you think that in season three of the Mandalorian we're only gonna like how do you, how do you see Bo's story kind of evolve from here? I would love to see how Gideon. I mean, I I like I said, Gideon is a bad bad guy. He's not really. <laughs> he irks me. And again, my girlfriend, when we were watching the season finale, same thing. She, <laughs> we had the same reaction to when when Mando brought down Gideon. I would love to see how Gideon took over Mandalore in a little bit of a flashback. I don't need like a whole dedicated episode towards it. I would love to see a little flashback about how Mandalore fell, because like that's again one of the prospects that could be season three, where they are showing how Mandalore fell as well as the whole season long is to get Mandalore back. And I guess there could be some kind of things with baby Yoda because that is their number one ticket item, but who's to say? So I think they should have a little bit of a, f- a flashback to the loss of the dark saber. Cause then I agree. Cause then it will, it will give some flashback unless they want to do something with a comic or something like that. But I don't think fans would be, too happy about that and that's getting towards the purge yeah that has been hinted at and and discussed the purge of mandalore but we haven't seen real kind of footage quote-unquote of it so we don't really know what caused it or or not even what we know what caused it we don't know what happened 
with the dark saber and everything involved with it so i'm i'm very interested to see it i hope we get it but i, I think time will only tell with that they ha- they have gideon in their possession they have the doctor dr pershing in their possession i kind of like that name dr pershing it rolls off the tongue <laughs> but yeah i think i think they should have explanation we know gideon loves to explain himself <laughs> It's so irking. I'm sorry. It is very irking for me. I don't know how it is for you, Matt. He's kind of forgetful, which after season one, we thought we were going to be like, oh, this is going to be great. We're going to see him like a lot. He's going to be like the main bad guy. And it. Can, can we, we didn't really get that. But can we do a what yeah. if real quick? A what if? Yeah. Oh, no. I don't like what ifs. <laughs> so what if Thrawn was the the bad guy for the Mandalorian, like, Instead of Moff Gideon, it was Thrawn, and Thrawn ended up with the dark saber. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, because Thrawn isn't the big combat officer that that Gideon supposedly was. Like Thrawn is big on strategy, so I, I don't think that would have worked. Yeah, but Thrawn also took out those those dark troopers or or the uh, the combat droid troopers that in Rebels. And he, I mean, true. He wasn't like combat. He was all, yeah. He was very strategic, but at the same time, he when it came down to combat, you he would be very competitive. So, yeah, it's. I just I just thought of that. I, I wanted to add that in. Yeah, I it, it's kind of interesting to to discuss, but I I don't really anticipate us seeing. I I don't know if we see more. I I think we'll see more bow for season three. But I don't, I don't have any predictions on on where we're gonna go. If there's gonna be a power struggle, or if it kind of turns to how do we retake Mandalore? But at the same time, Mandalore is liberated from Empire control, so maybe it's about rebuilding. And how do they rebuild it? And using the dark saber, how do we rally all the Mandalorians that are scattered throughout the uh, galaxy? Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, and, and see what Bo's role is in it all. Someone in either last episode or the episode before that says that it was maybe Mayfeld, maybe, but maybe it wasn't. But someone said that, that the Empire turned Mandalore to quote-unquote glass. So Carlos, that's why I said last episode that somebody, our friend Carlos, said that did Operation Cinder take place on Mandalore? And not to, not to our knowledge, and Operation Cinder, for people who do not know, was that the Empire post Palpatine's death in Battlefront Two. This is very portrayed in there. They would destroy cities and, and worlds that were loyal to the Empire. I think it was just a, a way to to say, okay, if I if I lo- lost something as Palpatine, if I lost, you know, I was thrown down the the chute, then I'm gonna take everything with me. So that's like the whole plan of Operation Cinder, and we saw it foiled in Battlefront Two, the story mode. So. But it was, and I mean, as we see from Migs Mayfeld, that it was very emotional because he lost, he was an imp. He lost his whole platoon or his yeah. whole squad. So, and and he killed that officer who was, who made the decision. So, and it's just interesting. Again, if you haven't played the story mode of Battlefront 2, I highly recommend it. It's one of my favorite, favorite games, but. I, I got to think that that's not what happened on Mandalore and the only reason why is because of the the great purge so they submitted yes. to empire control but i don't think that I, I i don't think that they destroyed everything maybe they do maybe they do incorporate it 
but I think Mandalore has suffered enough, you know? And, I mean, it, Mandalore is not only limited to one world. They have moons. They have other planets, as we saw yeah. in Clone Wars. So unless something changed, again, with this, this whole expansion or something that they, they have to do within Season 3 to show what happened between, just say, Rebels, the Empire, Fall Empire, and then between the Mandalorians. Some, somewhere between their what happened to all the, the Mandalorians and Bo-Katan and how she lost the Darksaber. But. Yeah, I agree. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Well, Josh, the only the final note I have is the the creation of Bo-Katan's name. Or, yeah, Bo-Katan's name. Mm-hmm. And that is that Dave Filoni created it as a nod to his wife's cat. <laughs> Who's named Katan? <laughs> his wife's name is Anne, and Anne calls their cat Boogie. So Filoni called Bo-Katan, Boogie, Cat, Anne. Bo-Katan. I like that. Good for you, Dave Filoni. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's okay. a. It's just a fun little um, fact. I had a, I had a dream real quick. <laughs> it was either a dream or just some kind of mental blank. It was either a dream or it was like this. This I was in La La Space or whatever you want to call it. I had a dream that instead of Luke Skywalker coming out of the uh, into the or into the light cruiser to save. Bo-Katan, Mando, Grogu, all them. Instead of Luke Skywalker, again, this is the, we said spoilers. It would be Dave Filoni comes in with his blast. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of thought with the X Men, I was like, oh boy, we're about to get Dave again, famous Dave again. I was like, wait, that he's not a Jedi. He's not a Jedi. I thought you know it could have been. One next week. That would have been hilarious. I want to make. That would have been hilarious. I want to make a meme that way, Matt. You have to. Help can, yeah, me. yeah. You have the, to. Help the me. listeners out, listeners out there, can you please, with the final episode of Mandalorian season two, create a zoom in on the X-wing as it approaches the cruiser and have it be Dave Filoni just smiling as in his X-wing pilot as as uh saving the fandom or whatever it is that everyone feels <laughs> no no and then at the end he's also you know when they're on the ice planet when they're sh- they're shooting all the spiders off of the the razor crest they like have that yeah <laughs> just killing off the dark troopers oh my gosh oh uh, i think i think we're done with this episode now i, I, I think, agree I, think but we hit I, all I did have points. to say that that give um, me credit please <laughs> yes that's hilarious oh so I guess that wraps up our Bo Katan episode, Bo Bo Cat Bo or Boogie Cat Tan. I guess we can call her. Yeah, Josh, do you want to let all the listeners out there know who we are talking about next week? Next week we are bringing on our friend Mike. Actually, our our friends and roommate, our our third roommate slash fourth roommate from our junior year, Mike, to talk about Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah, really excited for it. He he has lived with both of us. He can attest to the ridiculousness that we we bring. <laughs> We're gonna have some good banter. <laughs> yeah, just just like the apartment. <laughs> yeah, the the apartment was always buzzing with with Star Wars talk, video games, and lack of schoolwork on Mike and I's part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would stay up late. You know, you know me. But yep. Anyhow, we will see you guys all next week for the Qui-Gon Jinn episode. Make sure to go follow us on social medias at Wannabe Jedi Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Wannabe Jedi Cast on Twitter. We'll see you guys all then. Take care, stay safe, and happy holidays. May the force be with you all. Bye.